and welcome to the Park to Park podcast, where we compare theme park offerings from coast to coast. We don't always see eye to eye, but in the end, we'll try. Uh, I'm your host, CJ, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and sister, Allie. Allie, how are you doing on this lovely Friday evening? Hello, CJ. I'm doing just fine. You know what? Friday evenings are the perfect time for a milkshake. Are and they? tonight, they are. Tonight, I am thinking about the Happy Haunts milkshake that you can get, or I don't know if it's still offered, but that you could get at Columbia Harbor House. It's a blackberry milkshake topped with a purple chocolate glazed donut and black sprinkles and comes with a haunted mansion straw. And oh my gosh, it was really, really good. Why are you being so specific <laughs> about this milkshake? Because when I went to Disney World in March... Uh, I shared this milkshake with my friend Kirsten, and it was delicious. And ever since we came out with the recap, trip recap episode, Kirsten has said to me uh, no less than five times, I can't believe you didn't talk about that milkshake. Okay, well, now we've (laughs) talked about it, and apparently it was really good. It was really, really good. I would highly recommend. How are you, CJ? You've had a lot going on lately. I have had a lot going on lately. It has been like a whirlwind past couple weeks, but here we are. It's Friday night. Woo! <laughs> it is Friday night. So tell us, what what's some of the things that you've had going on and have in the works coming up? Well, first of all, I was on a podcast. I was a guest on a podcast, the Disney Assembled podcast. If you guys have not listened to them, you definitely should. It's a father-daughter duo, Troy and Mimi. They're so funny and they're so nice. And they have a a segment on their show where they tell dad jokes. And (laughs) Mimi doesn't usually laugh, but I think they're so funny. (laughs) Maybe it's because I'm a mom and I'm just like zoned in on the dad jokes these days. But I just think... The jokes are really funny, and they have, like, a park news or snooze section, and they dis- they read headlines and decide if it's news or snooze. Like, is this newsworthy, basically? And they, there's just a really fun show, and, and it was we had a good time talking about Disney stuff. So shout out to Disney Assembled for having me on their show, and make sure you go check them out. Yeah, I'll have to go listen to that. I'm really excited to hear some of those dad jokes, and I think it's because of our dad that you and I are both into dad jokes. Yes, yes. There was one, a Star Wars one, about PDFs that really made me laugh. Interesting. I haven't heard any about PDFs. I'll definitely have to listen. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what episode I... it was, <laughs> so you're going to have to go find it. Okay. What else? <laughs> okay. Is what else? still laughing about PDFs? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I thought it was a really funny joke. <laughs> I've told it to some of my friends. Anyways. What else? Um, Okay, so remember how when you were here visiting, we did the Genie Plus versus non-Genie Plus day at Magic Kingdom? Yeah, Team Genie Plus versus Team Cheapos. Well, I have another challenge day coming up, but this time it's at Epcot, and I'm actually doing that challenge tomorrow against a friend of mine. So that'll be a lot of fun. And she's pregnant, so there are three rides that she can't do technically four things on the list she can't do because Mission Space has, you know, orange and green. So to even things out, I was actually going to be Team Genie Plus, but I figured that, you know, since she's pregnant, that doesn't really seem fair. There's already four things on the list she can't do. So she's going to be Team Genie Plus, and I'm just going to reimburse her for purchasing Genie Plus for the day. And then to further handicap myself, I am not going to do single rider on test track. It's a rough life. It is a rough life when you can't go single rider on test track. Especially when you are a single rider. Yes, yes. I'm truly a single rider tomorrow. So, yeah, and I worked out some other things in the challenge. So maybe next time we record, we can kind of do a little recap of that and talk about how it went. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure you'll let us know whether I remember or not. <laughs> and then in 20 days exactly, I'll be in Disneyland. Whoop, whoop. And I'm so excited. And you just can't hide it. That's right. And then in 21 days, I'll be in Disneyland again because we got two day park hoppers. Woo-hoo. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very excited for our California trip. So, what 
attraction at each park are you personally most looking forward to? Oh, that's really hard. I, you know, I keep thinking about Small World at Disneyland. Like, I, we might rope drop It's a Small World because so wow. often, yeah, I know. So often, though, we would rope, me, me and my son, we would rope drop Small World and we'd have the boat to ourselves. And that's a cool experience. So I'm really tempted to do that. Um, but I'm also looking forward to Matterhorn. That's a very Disneyland thing, you know. Um, and then at California Adventure, I like Incredicoaster. That's fun. And I haven't been to Avengers Campus. You know, I'm not really into Marvel too much, but I'm just curious what it's like. Plus, there's the new Web Slingers ride. Yeah, yeah. That's I guess that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm really big on rides, not so much on like, ooh, I got to eat all the food and see all the shows. But I'm really into the rides, so I'm curious what the ride is like. So hopping back to Matterhorn, is your son tall enough to go on Matterhorn? I don't think he is. Let me what is the height requirement for Matterhorn? He is not. He has to be 42 inches, but he is tall enough for Space Mountain. Oh, are you going to take him on it? I think he would be scared to death of Space Mountain. (laughs) It's so dark, you know? He's not tall enough for Space Mountain in Florida. That's a different height requirement. Um, But he's tall enough for Big Thunder, Space, Splash, Star Tours, and Rise of the Resistance. But we're going to try him on Big Thunder at Disneyland. We have our disability pass set up for that. So we'll try him on that one, see how it goes. And then at California Adventure, he's tall enough for Jumpin' Jellyfish, which I think he'll really like. He's tall enough for Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like Mission Breakout, which is a hard no. And it's the same ride as Tower of Terror in Hollywood Studios, which he's also tall enough for. I'm not taking him on that one yet either. I yeah, Okay. Just for our listeners, he is not even four years old yet, and no. he is tall enough for these rides. That's insane. Please don't yeah. take him on them. Don't. No, he no, doesn't no. need to be scarred like that. No, I don't trust him on that ride. And then he's tall enough for Radiator Springs Racers, which I know he's going to absolutely love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's tall enough for Silly Symphony Swings, which I also think he'll really love. Yeah, he in circles. Yeah, and Soarin' Around the World, which he's been on here at Epcot, and he really likes that one, so I think we'll do that. Um, as well. And then interestingly, Grizzly River Run has a 42 inch height requirement, but Cali River Rapids at Animal Kingdom is like 36 inches and he's been on that and he likes it. So he can't go on the water ride. Oh, well, just, just make sure you don't walk right by it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he'll want to go on it anyway. So he's kind of like iffy on the one at Animal Kingdom, but All right, we had one more thing to cover before we get into the meat of today's episode, and that is one of our unanswered questions from last episode, which is how many graveyards are there at Disneyland? CJ, you did the research for this. Do you want to give us the answer? I do, I do. So I was thinking there's a graveyard at Storybook Land's Canal Boats, and I thought it was at Mr. Toad because I thought there was like a church or something at Mr. Toad. I am correct that there is a graveyard at Storybook Land Canal Boats, and I am correct that there is a church on the ride. However, it's not in the Mr. Toad scene. It's at the Alice in Wonderland scene. (laughs) So the information for this came from the Long Forgotten Haunted Mansion website, which is a really great website for Haunted Mansion stuff, um, which redirected to Kevin Kidney's blog. Kevin Kidney um, is part of Kevin and Jody, who are artists who have done a lot of things for the Walt Disney Company. You've probably seen some of their art for sale and their sculptures for sale. But they also did, um, if you've seen the Soundsational Parade at Disneyland, like all those parade floats were designed by them. Wow. Um, Yeah, so they know their stuff. They're like hardcore Disney people. They know what they're talking about. So there is a little graveyard there. So we sat here and counted the number of graveyards at Disneyland. Haunted Mansion has a graveyard inside and outside. And there's that pet cemetery off to the side also around like the old the old pet cemetery. So technically there's like three at Haunted Mansion. Tom Sawyer Island or Pirates Lair on Tom Sawyer Island has one. So there's four. There's one at Storybook Land and there's one at the Shoot and Exposition. So that makes six, three of which are at Haunted Mansion. Wow. Yeah. Disneyland is full of spooky spirits all around. Lots of graveyards. We got down to the bottom of that one. We did indeed. Like the bottom of a grave. Well, hopefully we didn't dig ourselves into a grave. (laughs) 
You know, question, should we count Indiana Jones, how there's all those skulls inside? I mean, I feel like that's going into some sort of catacomb situation. Okay, so it's not a graveyard necessarily, but I think it would count as a burial ground. Correct. I think there's a distinction there. So graveyard, no, but burial ground, yes. So how many burial grounds are there at Disneyland? At least seven. Seven. We Hmm. haven't considered any other attractions. There may be some that we're missing, so there's at least seven. Hmm. The plot thickens. The best plots are like the best gravy. They thicken. (laughs) The best plots are like family plots all your family is there six feet under okay let's move on cj what are we actually talking about that was about a this horrible episode? attempt at a pun. that was truly horrible i'm so sorry <laughs> that was in really poor taste do you want me to edit it out i don't care okay if you think it should be edited out you can edit it I mean, I was going to say, follow up to that with the best plots are like my thighs. They thick. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) We're having a moment. We're having a moment. There's so many puns relating to plots. You know, I think it's appropriate that we're kind of going off the rails here with um, puns, considering what we're talking about today. What, what are, are we talking we, about? Oh, what what are we talking about? We are going deep into the jungles of Adventureland, and we're going to start with the tree houses in Adventureland, and then we're going to move on to everybody's favorite pun attractions, the Jungle Cruise. Although I think we've proven that really any attraction in the Disney parks can have puns if you try hard enough. Family plots. <laughs> You're really pushing that one, aren't you? Yep. All right, let's start with the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse at Magic Kingdom. Allie, what's your favorite thing about the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse? Uh, No shade, but I like how the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse has kept away from the modern commercialization that Disney tends to lean towards a lot. Preach. I like that it, yes, it is based on a movie from the 60s, I think. And it's based on a book. Then the movie was produced by Disney. But it stayed based on that original movie and on the book. It hasn't been like, oh, we've got this new hotness coming out. Let's, you know, adapt it to that. No shade. No shade whatsoever. None. Why would you think that? How long until you think they decide they need to, like, make a new version of the movie? Of the movie? Yeah, because I feel like, you know, they've done live action this, live action that. I feel like they're kind of running out of original ideas. I just think they're going to start pulling from old movies and redoing them. So since the old movie is a live action movie, do you think they're going to do an animated Swiss Family Robinson movie? That would be really funny. <laughs> that that I think would be very interesting. Um, so it's been out for more than 50 years. I yeah. don't know. I don't feel like this is a story that people that really resonates with people much anymore. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it's something that they would turn to. I don't know that I would agree with that. I think it's people not, could get on board. It's not required reading. Not right, like Tom Sawyer not. is. I don't think I've ever read the book. I know I haven't. Yeah, maybe we should. I'll find it at my local library, add it to my wish list, and I've got two books checked out to me now, so uh, maybe I should finish those first. I expect a book report. Uh, give me a couple of episodes to to get through it, okay? <laughs> okay. So my favorite thing about the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is I like that it's offset from the main path. You know, thinking about the location of Tarzan's treehouse, it's right there on the main path, and it basically goes straight up, you know, whereas Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, you kind of take a couple paths back before you start going up. And so it feels removed from civilization. And I, I like that aspect of the tree. Yeah, it's not blocking your walking path necessarily. Yeah. So Tarzan's Treehouse, your favorite thing? Uh, I'm going to say three words. And if you know, you know, mind thy head. Classic. I hope they don't get rid of that during the refurbishment. Me too. <laughs> Uh, my favorite thing is there's a Mrs. Potts reference at the end of the attraction. Yep, I saw that in the walkthrough that I watched. And I went, ah, I 
it's Mrs. Potts because she's in the movie too. Yes, yes. I think that's a, a cool little nod there. So let's talk about opening dates and closing dates. Allie. So the Swiss Family Treehouse at Disneyland opened November 18th, 1962 and closed on March 8th, 1999. Tarzan's Treehouse opened on June 23rd, 1999 and closed on September 3rd, 2021. Uh, as of time of recording, we do not have any information on how they are retheming this attraction. Uh, there's rumors for Encanto, but nothing confirmed. Nothing confirmed. I would like to see Moana back there, personally. I think that would be very cool. In fact, she used to do a meet and greet back there. We'll see what happens. Um, at Magic Kingdom, this was Family Robinson Treehouse, opened October 1st, 1971. And it's still open. So opening day attraction. All right, let's talk about fun facts, history, and trivia. So this tree, the scientific name for the tree is Disney Dendron Semper Florens Grandis, which roughly translates to large ever-blooming Disney tree. And the Magic and Kingdom version, I'm going to interrupt you, is Disney Dendron Eximus, which means out of the ordinary Disney tree. So they are different. Yes. It is certainly a large and ever-blooming tree since the leaves are made of vinyl and there are about 300,000 of them. The roots are concrete. The limbs are steel that have been covered in concrete. So Magic Kingdom, I mean, it's pretty similar. You know, hundreds of thousands of plastic leaves. There's about 1,400 limbs. has 116 steps. Yikes. So be prepared to climb and you know it gets hot in florida and humid so use your best judgment on when and if to do this attraction yeah <laughs> i um do not recommend doing these attractions at the end of your day when you've been walking around and you've already got 20,000 steps uh, clocked because your knees will give out on the descent yes. i speak from experience oh let's talk about location uh, at Disneyland, this treehouse is in Adventureland between Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean. Magic Kingdom is also in Adventureland on the left on the way to the Jungle Cruise, but it doesn't actually start near the Jungle Cruise. It's more towards the entrance of the land, but as you get further back on the paths that lead you to the tree, the tree itself is pretty close to the Jungle Cruise. Okay, right. a queue experience. What queue? It's just a set of stairs, really. I think yeah. I think in the early days they had like a like one single switchback when everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, Tarzan's Treehouse! That's so cool! Tarzan just came out!" But that's long gone. It's pretty much just walk up the stairs and hope that you don't get behind the slowest person in Slowville. Mm -hmm. So at Magic Kingdom, there is a small area that could be used as a queue outside, and they actually do have a wait time sign. <laughs> But it always says zero. I've never seen it move. So how tall is the tree? 80 feet. And Magic Kingdom is 90 feet. So, Allie, what are, what's the storyline, at least for Tarzan's Treehouse, before the closure? So for Tarzan's Treehouse, now, there is a book, Tarzan. I believe it's a series of books, actually. However, this is very, 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 very much based on the Disney movie. Tarzan and Jane, there, you know who they are. So Jane has written in these journals that are placed throughout the attraction that kind of tell the story about how Tarzan's parents were brutally murdered by a leopard. And Tarzan survived the attack and is rescued by a gorilla named Kala who raises Tarzan. Fast forward however many years, Jane meets Tarzan. Tarzan realizes, oh, I'm not a gorilla, I'm a human. And the story kind of like drops off from there as you go down into the camp. Down there are some interactive things where your children can make a ruckus. Yeah. What I really like about Tarzan's Treehouse was they had those, they weren't audio animatronics, but they had figures, mm -hmm. you know, from, they had like the leopard and, and the gorilla and stuff that you could see, you know? Yeah. And I believe at one point there was a rope down in the camp that if you pulled it, it would set off the leopard growling. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So at Magic Kingdom, you know, you walk along a path, you cross some bridges, and you finally get to a tree, and you basically just start climbing up those 116 steps. 
Um, what I, you know, something I like about this is there's cannons protecting the tree. They really make you feel like you're on an island and they've they've built this tree house and that's where this family is living. You see buckets carrying water and supplies up to the top with a water wheel. You see the family's dining area, their sleeping areas, and you start climbing back down. There's wooden signs along the way telling the story of the of the family that lives there. And there's some props in the exit area as well as signs explaining this is the library, the kitchen, etc. So they really do, in my opinion, a pretty decent job of making sure, you know, like, hey, a family lives here. This is their treehouse. Like, this is their home. And as far as music. At Disneyland, you have an instrumental version of Tarzan music. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just You'll Be In My Heart. No, wait, there's more, isn't there? Oh, there's also Strangers Like Me. Anyways, yes. it's Tarzan's soundtrack. Um, and a lot of it sounds like it could have been recorded with the ruckus-making devices that are in the camp down on the ground level. It's, One th- like, pretty percussive the whole th- the whole time. One thing that – percussive is a good word to describe it. And one thing that stands out to me, every time I did the treehouse, it was so loud. Yeah, it's like very you, prominent. And you know what? It sounds like a xylophone. And you can't escape the sounds of Adventureland and all the people around you. You know, like you can hear the people in the pirate's queue that are mm-hmm. right there and the people just walking in Adventureland. And you can hear the Mark Twain whistle going off in the background. Like you really can't escape the park sounds. Ma- uh, Magic Kingdom, you basically just hear Adventureland sounds. I couldn't pick up a soundtrack or anything in the background. Mm-hmm. There's no height requirements for either one. Fireworks, presumably they're open, open during the rain. No Except lightning lane right now because it's closed. And yeah. yeah, no lightning lane because there's no, no reason for it. <laughs> no. Which brings us to the showdown. Already? Yeah, for the tree houses. And we're going to go, you know, we know the Disneyland one is no longer in existence and it's up in the air, but we're going to assume... Tarzan's treehouse is still around. So now that we've got the facts laid out, it's time for our treehouse showdown. Can we see eye to eye? Does one side stand out above the crowd? Allie, tell me your thoughts. So I do think Tarzan's treehouse was very well done. And they did it in a very time-relevant manner. But I think think I will give it to Magic Kingdom and the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse because I'm going to be stubborn tonight and be like, mm, it's the original. Mm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with you on that, but not because it's the original. I like the location of it better, and I think it's more detailed for the story it's trying to tell. You know, I mean, they've got the cannons <laughs> protecting it. They went through the effort to, like, build the water wheel and show supplies and water being taken up and everything i just think it tells the story that it's trying to tell a little bit better than the story that tarzan is trying to tell i mean they use books to tell the story of tarzan like they're they're going very literal with tarzan and not so much like well it's it's jane writing in the journals which if you remember from the movie she's always like oh that's fascinating and like writing things down and sketching okay, and that's fair i just feel like that's kind of a lazy take and I feel like they did that because they don't have the space to you know do something better with Tarzan I just I don't know I, I think the Swiss family theme is executed better at Magic Kingdom than the Tarzan theme was executed at Disneyland if that makes sense yeah and I think that's a fair assessment cool all right well let's hop in our boats and take a cruise on the Jungle Cruise. Allie, tell me your favorite thing about the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. Uh, it's funny before, by the time you're getting on and it's funny when you get off and it's, you're just, if you're not laughing the entire time, uh, are you sure you were on the Jungle Cruise? That was probably Pirates of the Caribbean, actually. And your skipper's name wasn't Dave. Your skipper was actually Bob. So for me, I, this is a weird answer. <laughs> But it's a very CJ answer if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. I like the queue at Jungle Cruise at Disneyland and how efficiently it uses the space. If you have been to Adventureland at Disneyland, you know that it can get very crowded. And crowd flow there, especially leading into New Orleans Square, it's a mess. And I think Jungle Cruise, the queue for that, you know, you go upstairs and they do a really interesting job of winding the queue around each other. And then you split into two when you go up the stairs and then 
you maintain those two lines when you go back downstairs, but it's like single file and they don't even have to have the rope. There's just a painted line on the ground and people just respect that. And they, they know, like, don't cross the painted line, just stay in the queue that you are in. Like, it's just so cool. Like, I, I really like that crowd flow. It like makes my little heart go pitter patter. And, you know, I haven't been on that ride a lot when the queue has been very long. I think the only time I've been like in a long upstairs queue for Jungle Cruise was when they had the holiday overlay. And oh, really? they, yeah, I mean, obviously I've been upstairs other times, but like I went into the back building for um, the holiday overlay oh. and they do a really good job of hiding just how long that queue actually is up there. Yes. Yes. And the other thing is like the location of Jungle Cruise. Like if you Google map where Jungle Cruise is, and I just pulled it up really quick. Mm-hmm. It's like wedged between indiana jones and main street yeah and you have no idea it's there you have no idea like it's just it's a very robust attraction a very lush jungle just wedged in there and you're walking down main street and you have no idea that there's a jungle right on the other side of those buildings to your left you have no idea you know disneyland is disneyland has mastered making the best use of their space yes And Jungle Cruise is a prime example of that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You just just don't realize it until you start, like, kind of digging in and thinking, how does this fit? You look on Google Maps and you go, oh, oh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, pull up that satellite view on Google Maps because your mind will be blown. Yes, especially for Magic Kingdom friends who are who maybe haven't been or they're not really used to how the park is laid out at Disneyland. So let's move over to Florida and the Magic Kingdom. Allie, what's your favorite thing about Jungle Cruise there? It's longer. Mm-hmm. And if it's not like if it's not actually longer, it does feel like it's longer because they have that whole like indoor section that I had thought that my brain had made that up in a dream and then I went on it and I went oh my gosh I didn't make it up it's real there's a (laughs) cave we go into the cave I think it's a temple not a cave but I was so excited that my brain did not make up that part but yeah I like that it's longer and I like that the sea I like that it's not an exact replica of Disneyland's I like that it has some differences yeah, actually, my favorite part is that indoor portion, the Cambodian shrine. I think that's really cool. Tigers are, were my favorite animal growing up, so the fact yes. that they have a tiger in there is really cool. I just, that part is really interesting and unique, and um, it's also a really nice shaded area during the ride. <laughs> Always looking for shade. Yes, yes. Let's talk about opening dates, Allie. July 17th, 1955 at Disneyland. Yep, we have an opening day uh, attraction here as well at Magic Kingdom, October 1st, 1971. Fun facts and history, Allie? So at Disneyland, the jungle consists of actual tropical plants, uh, what's known as character plants that look tropical but aren't, and orange trees that were uprooted and replanted upside down so that vines could just, like, drape off of them. And according to Wikipedia, this ecosystem has grown enough and is self-sustaining and has been declared a a real jungle, like, on its own. So that's really cool, is Jungle Cruise in an actual jungle. This attraction was one of the most eagerly awaited attractions in 1955 because of extensive publicity from the man himself, Walt Disney, on pre-opening TV shows. So some of the trees were already planted and Walt Disney would drive around and kind of give a little tour in his Nash Rambler. Uh, Walt was sponsored. We are not. The ride was expanded in 1962 to add the elephant bathing pool. In 1964, the trapped safari and African veldt were added. In 1976, seven new scenes and 31 figures were added. Uh, That's from the D23 website. They did not elaborate further. But that's a lot of scenes and a lot of new figures. The Q building was added, the two-story building, was added in 1994. And the ride was actually shortened and rerouted in 1995 to make room for the Indiana Jones ride. Walt's original plan was for there to be live animals in this attraction. But Walt realized that these animals would probably be sleeping during the day, and that's not good entertainment for guests, thus audio animatronics. Uh, You can thank Imagineers Harper Goff, Bill Evans, and Mark Davis 
for the creation of the recognizable scenes that we know today, which originally weren't funny. <laughs> it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a serious ride. And o- over time it evolved into the Pungle cruise that we know today. The Pungle cruise. Yes, the Pungle oh cruise. I said gosh. what I said. Um, and unfortunately, at Disneyland, there is no more holiday overlay, which is the only not fun fact that I have included. That is a very sad fact. No more Jingle Cruise at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, that's really sad. Yeah. Magic Kingdom does have the Jingle Cruise still. And I definitely recommend that you go check it out because it's one of the few things that are available to every paying guest at Magic Kingdom, not just available during the holiday party. So go check it out. It's so So, good. I know it is. So during one of the scenes... In the Magic Kingdom version, there is the back half of a downed plane that has crashed into the jungle. The rumor is that is the back half of the airplane that was featured in the Casablanca scene in the Great Movie Ride. So if you remember the Great Movie Ride, there was an airplane. You just saw the front half of it. This is supposedly the back half of that plane. Um, I already spoke about Jingle Cruise. The next fun fact I have, there's a Skipper Canteen restaurant, which is over when you enter Adventureland. It's on the right side. And there's also Trader Sam's, which is over at the Polynesian Resort. And there's a location at the Disneyland Hotel. That basically expands on a story a storyline called SEA, the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. And that is kind of like the secret society that connects the Jungle Cruise, the Tower of Terror, basically a whole bunch of different Disneyland attractions in this universe. And the Tropical Hideaway at Disneyland is also connected. It's kind of a deep storyline, but if you're curious, I recommend Googling that and just getting into the lore. It's very interesting. But Skipper Canteen Restaurant is really good. And the, the waiters there and waitresses and servers, everyone who works there, is kind of like a skipper from the Jungle Cruise where they make jokes and the menu items are puns. And it's it's a good time. It's a good time. If you're a fan of Jungle Cruise, go check out Skipper Canteen. There used to be a mini Jungle Cruise outside of the Jungle Cruise. It was not a ride, but it was a remote control boat game called Shrunken Ned's Junior Jungle Boats. And it was an extra cost, and you could just drive around little boats around different obstacles. And um, Shrunken Ned also has a Disneyland connection. Shrunken Ned is a little talking shrunken head that you can pay a couple quarters. I don't remember how much it costs, but it's in one of the gift shops in Disneyland. And he reads you a fortune, I think, or something yeah. like that. Um, and those operated from 1997 to 2012. And Disneyland also had something very similar. I think it was called like Safari Adventure Boats or something like that. It was that at the Dis- right. Yeah, it was at the Disneyland Hotel, um, but they closed long before 2012. And every now and then, one of those little remote control boats shows up for auction at various I think it closed at the Disneyland Hotel. I think it closed in 2010 is what I remember reading. Okay. And um, it was replaced with Trader Sam's. Yeah, yeah, because it was over there on the lagoon area. Okay, and then my not fun fact, although nobody got, like, hurt or anything like that, February 2020, because 2020 was just a bad year all around, maybe this was the event that kicked things off, a boat on the Jungle Cruise started taking on water, and it sunk. According to CNN, there was a guest named Matthew Vince who was there, and he said the boat, quote, went from floating to sunk in about a minute, end quote. It did reopen later that day. So it sounds like it was just some sort of problem with that one boat. I hope it reopened without that boat running. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they did. <laughs> All right, let's talk about location. In Disneyland, it's near the Tropical Hideaway, Indiana Jones, the Adventureland Bazaar, and most importantly, the Bengal Barbecue. Oh, I can smell it now. <sighs> it smells so good. In Magic Kingdom, it's also an Adventureland. It's tucked away in the corner across from the Tiki Room and Aladdin's Flying Carpets and kind of behind the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. So the queue experience, Allie? At Disneyland, the queue is themed to be the headquarters and boathouse of the Jungle Navigation Company. There is so much to look at in the queue. I am not going to go over every little thing. The queue will go upstairs when the line is long. And my favorite thing to look at in the queue is the chess set. Oh, yes. I remember that. 
So at Magic Kingdom, the line for this is always pretty long, unless you rope drop it or you happen to, t- to time it right. But basically, you enter a single-story building that kind of looks like a hut, but it's also like relating to the Jungle Navigation Company. So you'll find some like black and white pictures of famous explorers. You'll find maps, awards that these explorers have received, etc. There's a lot of stuff relating to the Jungle Navigation Company, basically. The queue is covered. And they do have fans, but it can still get pretty stuffy, especially because there's a lot of switchbacks. It does not go upstairs like the Disneyland one does. So you're stuffed in there with a lot of people. So fair warning, it's Florida. It's humid. I would probably do this one first thing or later at night. There are props in there like suitcases, medical kits, cages to catch insects, food ration supplies, etc. Make sure you're looking out for puns. And listening for puns. Sometimes they come on the PA system and say funny things. All right. How long is the ride? It is a 10,000-mile scenic cruise at Disneyland. And at Magic Kingdom, according to the Disney website, it's a 10-minute, 10,000-mile journey that you won't soon forget. It's amazing how they can go 10,000 miles in just 10 minutes. It really is. It's a wonder, a marvel of engineering, truly. Truly. What's the storyline And what are some of the scenes that we see at Disneyland? So at Disneyland, you start in Southeast Asia and you go visit the ancient Cambodian shrine built, of course, by ancient Cambodian shriners and the Indian elephant bathing pool. Don't worry, they all have their trunks on. And then you go into Africa. Uh, There's a camp. It's been taken over by gorillas. They're going bananas. Uh, Then you take a sharp turn to avoid running into Schweitzer Falls, which obviously is named after the famous Dr. Albert Falls. And then you head into the Nile River. You can see African elephants before you turn to the African veldt, where you see the rarest sight in all the jungle, lions guarding a sleeping zebra. They're so protective. It's so kind of them. Oh, no, there's a rhino. It's chasing an adventuring party up a post. Watch out for hippos. Uh, but they're only dangerous when they're wiggling their ears and blowing bubbles, uh, which they are. Uh, fair warning, your skipper may shoot at the hippos. Uh, they are armed with blanks. <laughs> you then pass by a boat that's been taken over by chimpanzees before you reach the eighth wonder of the world, the backside of water. Oh, And now you're in the Amazon where your boat is attacked by man-eating piranhas. Women and children, you're safe. You see a boa hissing in a tree, and then you pass by Trader Sam's gift shop, formerly the Lost and Found, before returning back to the dock. So I noticed that Disneyland has some of the same scenes, but kind of out of order from Magic Kingdom. (laughs) So Magic Kingdom, you start in the Amazon, whereas at Disneyland, you end at the Amazon. Um, you see some butterflies, and you head down the Congo River, where you see Inspiration Rock in the Jungle Book. Then we see a little shack on the beach with some canoes, a python in a tree, gorillas who have terrorized the camp. Then you turn down the Nile River, you see the African elephants before turning to the African melts, where you get to see a rare sight, lions guarding a sleeping zebra. Oh no, a rhino has chased an adventuring party up a post. Then we see some crocodiles before Schweitzer Falls. That's where we turn around and we see a crashed plane. Hungry hippos, then a sinking boat with monkeys trying to take over. That's a new scene. Then we see the eighth wonder of the world, the backside of water. O-2-H! O-2-H! Then we enter a Cambodian shrine, and this is different than Disneyland's because in Disneyland's we kind of just go by the Cambodian shrine. You know, yeah. it's it's like ruins of a shrine at Disneyland that you go by. Yeah, and I, it does kind of tie into, it's right by Indiana Jones, so it kind of ties into the Temple of the Forbidden Eye over there. Yeah, so at Magic Kingdom, you actually go inside, and the skipper goes silent in this part. I don't know why. Maybe it would just, like, the sound of the boat is too loud in there. It, like, reverberates too much or something. But you see monkeys, tigers, snakes, some statues, and treasure Um, And then you come out of the temple and into the African elephant bathing pool and then by Trader Sam's gift shop and the ride is over. So you kind of see the same things, a few differences here and there. It's just a totally different order. Yeah. And there's no plane at Disneyland. And there's no piranhas at Magic Kingdom. Let's talk about ride vehicles. So there are 12 boats at Disneyland, a maximum of eight in operation at any time. Um, And they all obviously have unique names and They still list on Wikipedia the Jingle Cruise names for these boats. 
So I'll give you the regular name and then the Jingle Cruise name. So you have Amazon Annie, Jingle Annie, Congo Connie, Candy Cane Connie, Ganges Gertie, Gingerbread Gertie, Hondo Hattie, Hanukkah Hattie, Irrawaddy Irma, Irrawaddy Snow Woman, Quango Kate, Quango Under the Mistletoe, Niall Nellie, Noel Nellie, which is wheelchair equipped, Orinoco Ida, Navidad Ida, Sankuru Sadie, Sugar Plum Sadie, Ukayali Una, Evergreen Una, which is wheelchair equipped, Yangtze Ying Ying, Yuletide Ying Ying, and Zambezi Zelda, Peppermint Zelda. I feel like their Christmas names or their Jingle Cruise names are not that great. Uh, I thought Quango Under the Mistletoe was really funny because it sounds like you're asking if you want to go under the mistletoe. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just feel like Urawadi Snow Woman is not that great. It's a mouthful. Yeah, it's of not snow. That, and it's not that great. And Peppermint Zelda, like they just got lazy. Yeah. But hey, you don't have to deal with those anymore because there's no more Jingle Cruise. Yeah. Okay, so meanwhile, Magic Kingdom has 15 boats, three more than Disneyland. Maximum of nine in operations. They can handle one more in operation that Disneyland can. And I was thinking about this. I noticed that at Disneyland, they kind of stop and talk about the different scenes. You know, like they, they'll stop in front of the African Velt and talk about things, whereas at Magic Kingdom, they kind of just keep going. So I, I'm not sure why they do that, but that's I, I just noticed that. So here's the names. They've got Amazon Annie, so that's the same, but they call her Eggnog Annie. Bomokondi Bertha, or Burr Bertha, which is wheelchair equipped. Congo Connie, which is also the same, and they call her Candy Cane Connie, exactly the same. Ganji's Gertie, which is the same, but they call her Garland Gertie. Urawadi Irma, which is the same, but they gave her the name Icicle Irma. Much better. <laughs> Mangala Millie becomes Mistletoe Millie. Niall Nellie, which is the same, becomes Noel Nellie. Exactly the same. Orinoco Ida becomes Ornococo Ida. Which is <laughs> I think that better. one's funny. Much better than Navidad Ida, if you ask yeah. me. Ruchura Ruby becomes Reindeer Ru- Ruby. Sankuru Sadie becomes Sleigh Ride Sadie. So that's a little different than Sugar Plum Sadie. Senegal Salt. Senegal Sal, 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 I don't know, becomes Poinsettia Sal. Ukayali Una becomes Yule Log Una, which yours was Evergreen Una. Volta Val becomes Vixen Val. Wamba Wanda becomes Wassail Wanda, and that's wheelchair equipped. And then Zambezi Zelda becomes Fruitcake Zelda. <laughs> Poor Zelda. Zelda the Fruitcake. You know, you you gave some shade to the um, Disneyland names. However, you have to give props for Hanukkah Hattie. There is nothing celebrating Hanukkah at the Magic Kingdom. True. There isn't. I feel like these are more winter-themed, I guess. Like Icicle, Poinsettia. Eh, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of the Jingle Cruise names. (laughs) I like the Jingle Cruise theme, but the names of the boats, they could have done a little better. Look, I love all things Christmas, and I think... That these are fantastic. Could they have been better? Yes, but these are fantastic. I think Fruitcake Zelda is my favorite because <laughs> it's just so random. Like, they couldn't think of anything. So, oh, we'll go Fruitcake Zelda. All right, let's talk about music. Is there any music? Who needs music when you have such a fabulous skipper? Yeah, I think the only time at Disneyland you get a little bit of music is when you go by the Indiana Jones queue. You can hear a little bit from that queue. Yeah. And I think I think they've removed scene that had a little bit of music, and the um, skippers would translate, and they'd be put your right foot in, put your right foot out. Oh yeah, I really liked that scene. But I, you're right, I think that scene's gone now, which is understandable um, because we are being sensitive to other cultures, and that was a culturally insensitive scene. Magic Kingdom also has no music. I I don't think it's needed. No height requirements for either park. Open during the fireworks and open during the rain. I mean, unless it's like torrential downpour, I suppose. Lightning Lane. Not for Disneyland. Yes, for Magic Kingdom. And it's actually one of the more popular Lightning Lane selections. Yeah, I did not get my Lightning Lane for Jungle Cruise. We rope dropped it. 
yeah, that's probably the best bet, honestly. It's very popular attraction. So now that we've got the facts laid out, it's time for our final showdown on the Rivers of the Jungle Cruise. Can we see eye to eye? Does one side stand out above the crowd? Allie, tell me your thoughts on the Jungle Cruise. I love the Jungle Cruise. It is truly one of my favorite rides, and it's one that I will go on every single time that I'm at either one of these parks, unless it's closed or something. But I make a point to go on the Jungle Cruise, which is why you're breaking my heart, Anakin. This is so hard. (laughs) I think that I have to give it to Magic Kingdom for two points. One, it's slightly longer Although they're both 10,000 miles long, the Magic Kingdom version feels like it takes longer time to go through. And the more time that I'm on this attraction, the better. And two, because Magic Kingdom still does the Jingle Cruise overlay. Ooh, that's a good consideration here. This one is, there is a clear winner for me here, but it is a close one. Not as close as the People Mover. That's still like... That's still the number one closest episode we've ever had on this podcast. I am going to go with Disneyland, despite the fact that Magic Kingdom still has Jingle Cruise, because that is a fun iteration of this ride. For me, you know, when I go to Magic Kingdom, Jungle Cruise is not on my must-ride list. It's just not. And I don't know, I don't know why that is. There's, you know, there's good there's good things about this ride. I like the um, the shrine that you get to go in. I like the down plane. Like I, there's things that I enjoy about this ride at Magic Kingdom, but the Disneyland version, I don't know. I just think it's better done. I I like that the boat pauses when they talk about things, so you can hear them a little better. I like the way the queue is designed. We talked about that. I think the jungle is more lush than Magic Kingdom's. Um, I like that they go past the Indiana Jones queue and they make jokes about the people in line saying like, you can see the smaller ones cling to the bigger ones for 18 <laughs> to 25 years, you know? Um, I, I just think that Disneyland does it just a little better and maybe because it's one of those attractions that's so close to Walt's that the cast members take that to heart. I know that I know that it's a hard attraction for cast members to get. Like, I know a lot of cast members want to work on it at Disneyland, and it's not easy to get in there necessarily. So I think more love and care is 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 put into it at Disneyland, and I think that shows a little bit more. Do you think, going back to one of your previous points, do you think if the queue for Jungle Cruise at Magic Kingdom was consistently around a 20-minute or less wait It would make your list of, oh, I'm going to go on this because it's a great ride. Probably. It's hard to justify when it's an hour or more every time. Yeah, I understand that. And I feel like I wouldn't want to wait that long. No. When, you know, Disneyland is boarding so quickly, so fast, there's no lightning lane there to clog it up. And it just goes and they're... I don't know why they're so much more efficient than Magic Kingdom. Maybe the answer is lightning lane. I don't know. Maybe it has to do with the length of the ride being a little shorter. They can get through more boats more quickly. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But I don't think I've ever waited longer than like 25, 30 minutes tops at Disneyland on a crowded day. Yeah. I feel like the only time I've waited longer was, like I said, that one time when I was going on the Jingle Cruise and we went upstairs and we went way far back there. Yeah. And, you know, even when it's upstairs, think about how many boats those people can hold or I'm sorry, how many people those boats can hold. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know about you, but I can only hold one boat at a time. They're really heavy. (laughs) How many people those boats can hold. And so the line is moving very fast and it's very frustrating to be in standby at magic kingdom, knowing that they're taking like a ridiculous amount of lightning lane to like one party and standby. And you're like, come on, this is, this is stupid take more standby like this is the problem Ah! so that's kind of where I fall on that one but you're right I think if the line were not as long I'd probably do it more often well before we sign off here we do have some listener feedback I've been chatting with some friends from Instagram and Facebook who are really enjoying the show they think we're funny I don't think we're funny (laughs) 
I don't think we're funny either. I don't know. I'm just being myself. Maybe I'm funny. I don't know. I think you're pretty funny looking, Siege. Wow. Oh, you're asking for it. Come on. Okay, Kettle. (laughs) That's right. And then some of these same people I'm chatting with, you know, they've gone to the parks recently and they've been like, oh, yeah, I did notice that. I totally get what you're saying. And so it sparked some really fun conversation. You know, I know you're not like on the Disney like Instagram community as much as I am, but it sparked some really fun conversations in that way. And, you know, I think that's kind of the point of the show is to get people thinking about the parks a little bit differently and and to see things from different perspectives. Um, So it's really cool to hear that kind of feedback. Yeah, that's really great feedback. Thank you friends for sharing that. And yeah, another thing that we do want to do is, you know, if you're a hardcore Magic Kingdom person to get you to consider Disneyland, or if you're a hardcore Disneyland person to get you to consider Magic Kingdom, and the other surrounding parks, of course. But, you know, specifically lately, we've been talking about Disneyland Magic Kingdom. So, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, yeah, <laughs> we want to get you to think a little bit more. And not yeah. just be like, this is my this is my coast. This is where I'm going. Yeah, this is where I go every year. There's great things about both parks. There really are. Yeah. And, you know, even though there are repeat attractions at both coasts, like Jungle Cruise, they're different enough that they're worth going on. You know, I'm yeah. going to Disneyland next or in 20 days and jungle cruise is on my must-do list even though we have it here at magic kingdom yeah absolutely yeah and then you know you come out you came out to magic kingdom and you rope dropped it yeah it's a good ride i love it it's a great ride so what are we talking about next episode uh next episode it's gonna get dark it's gonna get spooky we're going to talk about some classic dark rides such as peter pan and snow white and then some dark rides that Maybe you're at one park, but not the other. Yeah, the Snow White ride at uh, Magic Kingdom is gone, and Mr. Toad is gone, too. Yeah, and Pinocchio? I don't know if Magic Kingdom ever had a Pinocchio ride. I don't think they did. And then Alice in Wonderland? They never had the Alice ride, either. Hmm. 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 We'll get into that, I think, in a couple weeks. Well, thank you guys for joining us as we dove deep into the jungles of Adventureland. So let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at park to park pod with the number two. Email us with questions, feedback, future episodes, ideas, and more at park to park pod at gmail.com. And if you have feedback, we might read that on a future episode. So don't forget to subscribe. Smash that subscribe button on YouTube smash it (laughs) yeah if you're watching on youtube you can see just how funny looking we are yeah tell us which one is the funnier looking one (laughs) yeah i expect there to be at least one comment for by the time you know our we record ali is the funnier looking one (laughs) and it's look it's posted by someone named cj that's weird (laughs) anyways leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts and i think that's it yeah thank you guys for joining us as always thanks bye